This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch... Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes! Your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. Right, Chris. Not really, no. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Just choking on me on my drink while I was waiting there. How are we? How the devil are we? Pissed off, if you may. Um, do you know what? I mean, it should not have got to penalties. Um, various reasons. I wasn't sure about the substitutions. Um, Vardy was we not taking a penalty. Um, six minutes of stoppage time. A lot of people have said that the Leicester bottled it, but I tell you, the only one person that bottled that tonight was the referee. There was an elbow in the face, and if that had been the other way round, do you think he'd have bottled it then? No. I'm not saying he's cheated, but he's probably got a few quid uh, under the kettle in his changing room after the game. He was off that he should have been off. I mean, you know, I know I know that the scouts are used to nicking things in Liverpool. <laughs> there is the example. Um, but I mean, when you're assisted by the referee, I mean, what do the fucking linesmen do? I mean, the linesman was 
could have seen that. Are they that inept? Are they that useless? Do they have that much little power that they can't make decisions? They have to wait for the ref before to see if he knows where the ball's gone out before they make a decision. I mean... I mean, we'll get all the Liverpool, all the Liverpool fans that were saying like, "Ah, oh, it's only the League Cup. We don't want to win it. We don't want to win it." See what's happened to them now, eh? Shall we see if they come out of the woodwork like the cheating, nicking, buggers, scousers that they are? This is where you can watch Leicester before I die. On your favourite podcast platform, or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow, and join in now. And if you're not watching and you want to listen, and thank you if you are listening on the podcast, uh, obviously Spotify, Amazon, Google, Podcast Addict, iTunes, Apple, we're on all the major platforms. Just look for Lester Till I Die. Um, and this was this was who we played. It was, and uh, David, good evening. Um, hello there, sad end to the game. Mind you, we lost two of our only remaining back line. Uh, we do have to consider that when analysing this game. Were we that good in the first half, um, Nacho and Bertrand? They only had they only had kids out in the first half. So you could say as soon as they brought the big guns on, we struggled. Is that a fair point? Or, like I say, do we go back to the fact that the referee was as, was as blind as, you know, he could have walked on with his guide dog? As which side of the fence you sit on. It's the preview show on Leicester Till I Die. It's the Premier League post-match show with Chris, with Chris and Brad on Leicester Till I Die TV. Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. We don't have any Brad this evening because he is out um, getting pissed, probably, with his family <laughs> pre-Christmas meal and drink. So we say hello to Scott. Good evening, Scott. Well, I say good. Evening, Scott. <laughs> Hi, Chris. How are you? You're all right. Um, you know what? <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind losing. I mean, it was a hell of an atmosphere. It was a hell of a game. Um, we, we, you know... You, you, there's so many things you could blame on it. You know, like I say, the substitutions. Why take Daku off? I thought he was really threatening. Um, you know, Vestergaard and Bertrand. I mean, you know, we had to bring them on. We didn't have anybody else, sort of, you know, to cover the injured players. Um, but the referee, I mean, that was an elbow, wasn't it? Oh, I thought so. Massively. I really did. It, it, it's one of those that... Um, I think building up to that, to that actual elbow itself, um, uh, when when you look at what happened to Albrighton uh, on the corner, um, and various other other little digs that, that from the second half, all, all the Liverpool players seemed to be doing was getting very uh, how can I put it 
they were getting really into contact with, with obviously, Leicester players and almost being a bit too much forceful. I thought the referee was poor, second half especially, um, because there, there were so many sort of nudges in the back and, and so many other things. And it just seemed to unsettle us even more than what we already needed. Mm. Uh, very true. I mean, DJ Nick, good evening, sir. How the devil are you? Um, attack is our strength right now with all the injuries across the back line. Strong attacking line up to start. Great result. Um, pull it apart and go defences with substandard players equals loss. I kind of get where you're coming from, Nick. And I think... Had we not got Man City in what we're looking at here, one, two, three, in, in, in four days' time, uh, less than four days, because in four days' time we'll have played the game. So in three and a half days' time, we've got Man City. In two days after that, we've got um, Liverpool again. So I, I kind of see why the substitutions were made. Do, 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 you, do you agree, Scott? I do, but I don't in the same concept because at the end of the day, I, I, I understand the importance of the position that we were in because before the likes of Sonju got injured, we were still three, was it three one three two, um, mm. but we were still we were still winning, um, and I thought, you know, to bring Vestergaard on, to bring Bertrand on, with, with the way that they've played for us. Up until this point, you know, you had other players on the bench. Yes, I understand that they're, they're youngsters and things like that. But for me, I, I would have preferred to have seen some of the youngsters come in. If we'd have lost it, we'd have lost it. But at least the youngsters would have got a, an opportunity. I think playing, you know, the likes of Vestergaard. And although Vestergaard did have a good game of what he played... I did feel that as soon as they came on, that was almost Brennan saying, you know what, the game's over and done with. You know, we're going to lose this regardless. Uh, FUT with Griff. Good evening, sir. Welcome along. Not seen you before. I'm guessing you're, you're a Liverpool fan from that. So you're saying, how come Leicester plays didn't get yellow cards for wasting time? I'd throw that back to you with why don't uh, why didn't Liverpool players get red cards for elbowing? You know, it, it, it's a bad ref, um, FUT with Griff. And uh, and I think uh, you guys must have paid him a little bit of money, maybe. Um, David says, agree, refs seem to be too biased with decisions. Uh, the atmosphere that may well have overwhelmed the team, somewhat on regardless of the fact that they were losing 3-1, the crowd rallied. I mean... I've got to be honest with you, Liverpool fans, guys, they were amazing. The noise was just un unbelievable. Um, I say, say it 3 1 up, you know, you're always going to struggle against Liverpool. They're always the top. But I do feel sometimes, you know, the big teams are getting. Um, are getting sort of the, the decisions. Um, I mean, if we go through the subs, and, and DJ Nick says here, uh, it was the Dewsbury Hall sub that took apart our midfield and left the back line open to more pain. Uh, easy to say, but a few bad subs today. I was surprised when Dewsbury Hall went off. Yeah, same here. Uh, you know, it, it, since since he's come into the fold, he has been a revelation within the midfield. Mm. He's sort of been able to change 
things around in the sense that it's not only protecting the back line, but it is is forward thinking and, and the way that he wants to play the ball itself is a case of, no, I'm not going to play it back. I'm going to play it forward. And if I can't play it forward, I'm going to run with it instead. So to have him taken off and Samari kept on, I think that just shows that it the way Brendan was thinking in, um, you know, I'm going to try and uh, save. How can I put it? I'm going to try and save it, save, hopefully get the win by sort hmm. of cutting their defense, their attack out by putting more defenders on rather than taking the likes of Sumari on and bringing someone else on um, that could have ultimately created more chances and, and got us further up the pitch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, here, here's here's the story of the match. I mean, you know, it was all going so well. I mean, six minutes of injury time, or, or it's not injury time. We don't call it that these days, do we? Six minutes of added time on. I didn't think there were six minutes to be added on there. Um, again, you asked the question, would, had it been the other way around and Liverpool were, were passing it about at the back and what have you, and letting the fellow players come up and take a, 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 the throw in, would there have been six minutes of injury of, of added time? I don't think there would, do you? No, I can't say that there would have been. Um, you know, I think I, I think I clocked about four minutes worth of added time at the very most. Um, and that was surely because of, of the injuries that we that occurred on the pitch. Um, you know, and where the referee got six minutes, I will never know whether it's due to, uh, you know, supposedly Leicester players um, wasting time or whatever else. And he's, he's added that on is mm. a possibility, but I, I still don't see how that affects the, the overall game anyway, to be honest. No, no. Apparently, and quite right as well, apparently I've got Manchester City versus Leicester City. I've, got, I've clicked onto the wrong thing when we have um, gone live. I'm just seeing if I can I can edit that a second, Scott. So, uh, oops. So just... Let me just calm that down. I mean... Do, do, do you think it deserved to go to penalties? Well, let's take let let's forward on from uh, the first half, mm. right? Jamie Vardy had a great opportunity. Unfortunately, when he slots the ball underneath the keeper, it hits uh, the. Liverpool post and rebounds out. Now, if that goes in, there's no penalties, and and, and to me, that's that's unfortunate. Fortunate for us. Um, first half, we were so clinical, um, but like I said, when it comes to Brendan's tactics, and I can understand he was forced into some of the substitutions that he made. But I still think that he, he could have made um, a more positive vibe towards the substitutions um, rather than just trying to do a defensive line from 70 minutes onwards. It it does. And um, it was nice to, you know, in, in that first half, it was nice to see um, two back up front. And I thought it, it worked very well. 
Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, it It's one of those that we've been waiting for, just to see the likes of Dakar and Vardy on at the same time. I know you've mentioned in various other uh, shows about having, I think it was Dakar on for 60 minutes and then Vardy to come on for the last 20, 30 minutes of the game yeah. anyway. Um, but it was nice that Brendan's treated this competition as, you know, winner-takes-all sort of thing by putting the likes of Dakar and uh, Vardy on for the first half. Um, and I thought the pair of them played really well together and sort of interlinked with each other really well, to be honest. I mean, that, you know, it, it worked so well at the back end of last season, didn't it? And, you know, I mean, on, on the commentary I was listening to, they said like, he didn't pick this. It kind of fell in his lap a little bit, that, you know, because of the, the you know, and that's how, that's how Inacho came to be playing uh, with Vardy last season. But he just won't stick to it, will he? No, and that's what's so frustrating because at the end of the day, it's proving time after time again. You put two strikers, you know, up front, whether it's Iniacho, Vardy, Iniacho and Daka or Daka and Vardy, whichever three, whichever two you put in out of them three, you know, the rewards are amazing. So I don't get why he seems to try and isolate one striker just so he can compact the midfield. It's baffling. Well, at the end of the day, I I suppose, you know, if he gets it right, we love him. If he gets it wrong, we we don't, you know. And 3-1 at half-time. I mean, the funny thing was, I I was having a bit of a a, a banter with a Liverpool fan during the game, and he's going like, you know, oh, you know, you're getting excited. It's only a cup. Surely Leicester are setting the sights higher. But you want to win whatever competition you're in, don't you? As a Leicester fan, especially. Um, you know, I understand that we've done all the domestic side of things now, but even so, you know, being realistic about things, we're very, you know, it's 5,000 to one that will win the Premier League in the next flipping century, never mind any other time. But to go in cup competitions like this, you want to be progressing, you want to be getting into the finals and preferably winning these cup competitions. So it was nice to see, even if Brendan was forced into picking this starting lineup, it was nice to see that he took a positive attitude towards it. And I hope he takes this to Man City and obviously the following Liverpool game that we've got coming up. I do. I mean, let's just say if we go, if we go through the game here. Um, I mean, Vardy was so unlucky. Just, I mean, what, what is, well, let's, first of all, let's, what a start! Three goals in the first twenty minutes. From a neutral point of view, this was the the game of the round. It was. It was very entertaining. It was very enthusiastic. I thought both teams had their own individual chances. Um, Obviously, Leicester a lot more than what Liverpool were, but when you look at the lineups that were put out, you, you kind of expected Leicester to, well, you were kind of hoping as a Leicester fan, especially, that they'd come out and, and they'd grab at least a couple of goals coming into half time, preferably with a clean sheet. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. Um, yeah. But 
it was one of those that, you know, when you look at it from a Leicester point of view, we should be getting two, possibly even three before half time and then sort of see where we are. Hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I, there, there, there were good goals as well, weren't they? And, and that, do you think, I mean, in an honest, uh, in an honest opinion here, do you think that win was um, because, well, we it's not that win, but the fact that we were 3-1 was because they literally had the kids out? I think it had a lot to do with it. Um, now, don't get me wrong. I know that Liverpool do, especially Jurgen Klopp, he does tend to play his youngsters in these competitions, especially in the lower lower rounds of these competitions. So there mm. will be experience to play against certain opposition and things like that. But when you've got the likes of um, experienced players like Jamie Vardy, for example, Tielemans, Madison, you know, I could name majority of the starting lineup, to be honest. Um, yes. But when, you, when you're putting them up against uh, youngsters which are still coming through in the game and things like that, sometimes the experience can overcome certain players. And, and in this instance, I feel it has done. Um, but then, you know, youngsters can lead to surprises within within these competitions. So it, yeah. it, it's... It, it could have gone either way. Thankfully, it's gone Leicester's way before the first half. I mean, do you think... I mean, there was no VAR, um, but apparently there's VAR in the semis. I mean, how the, does that work? You know, because, well, you know, in the past we've had VAR when, you know, it's been at a Premier League ground and then in the same round, no VAR at a um, championship club when they were playing. But all these games were, you know, they're all at Premier League grounds. You know, the Sunderland was the only non-Premier team in it. They played at Arsenal. Surely you should have had VAR. You can't introduce yeah. it. I mean, I don't know how you can introduce it for the semis and the final when you, know, you haven't used it in the other rounds. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I can't. I, I do get where you're coming from. At the end of the day, it, it's one of those now that, especially being a Premier League club like Leicester are, um, whether we should be bringing it, whether it should be almost compulsory that you know in these competitions now they should be uh, playing, uh, putting in VAR. I understand the uh, financial side of things, uh, especially towards the small smaller clubs within the competition but you know if you're going to have it in one round you should have it in all rounds in my opinion but again you know the F the FA Carabao the sponsors and everybody else will be sat the EFL will be sat there you know they've, they've got four of the big six or so-called let's call them the sky arse licking six in the in the semi-finals um they're, they're, they're going to be sat there rubbing their hands aren't they we didn't need VAR we've got what we want yeah, it is. You know, unfortunately, sponsorship and everything like that now, it's one of those where you're never going to win as a supporter or, you know, even even the lower teams within the Premier League or so on and so forth. They're always going to 
get decisions against them rather than those that are in the selected um, teams. But, I mean, but do they not realise, I mean, if, let's say, Sunderland had managed to get past Arsenal and then Sunderland had, you know, gone on and got into the final, more people would possibly watch it because they want to see other teams win it, you know. And, and, the, and the underdog story, which we love in this country, you know, you would get a lot of the neutrals wanting Sunderland to win and therefore more likely to be watching it. You, you, you would hope so. Um, but unfortunately, it, it, you know as well as I do, um, all the sponsor, sponsors and DFA and everything like that, they're just not interested in, in underdog stories, so to speak. Um, they'd, they'd rather keep the pockets happy for all the bigger clubs. So, uh, yeah. For the bigger clubs, um, so that obviously they can keep them instead of this ESL that has come to the front in the, in the past. Mm. So if we won at half time, and it's all looking pretty pretty nice, <laughs> pretty. But I mean, in fairness, they brought on um, Cater Milner on Jota, and I, I must admit, I did fear the worst. Yeah, as soon as I saw all three of them come on, I thought, right, this is game on now. If mm. we can keep the likes, of, if we can keep the back line as it is, because I don't think that up until that point they'd done an awful lot wrong. No, um, but I felt, you know, it. It was definitely going to. It was definitely game on, um, and I, I was sort of optimistic that we could still see the game out and still push for possibly another goal just mm -hmm. to sort of uh, give us that extra bit of comfort. Unfortunately, due to injuries and substitutions, it's not worked out. No, it hasn't. Um, so, as I say... <sighs> I think we need that in actual. Well, I do it first of all. Let's let me just catch up with some comments. We've got some comments here um, that I keep forgetting. Uh, DJ Nick says shouldn't have got drawn into wasting time. Best chance of a team not scoring against you is to retain the ball. Vestergaard, Bertrand, and Albrighton simply hoofing the ball straight back to Liverpool. Um, David S says, let's be fair though. Right now, Bertrand has been a waste of space, to be fair. Uh, when you take off Piera and Cags for injuries, you are left with nothing but Bertrand and Vestergaard and all Brighton. Um, David S., again, we seem to lose a lot of cohesion that we seem to have versus Newcastle. Not comparing teams, but we couldn't string anything together in the second half once KDH was removed. You see, to me, I, I honestly think... Um, we played well in the first half. I do think because they didn't have... Well, it, it showed. They didn't have the best players on. We did. And we went out. We were 3-1 up. They bring the best players on. And we, we lose the second half 2-0, if, if you want to call it like that. And I think that I think that really just sums up where Leicester are at the moment, that we can't, it, this season, seem to beat the big boys. Yeah, it's When they've got full strength out, if you like. It's very frustrating because, like you say, when we start, when we came in at half time, we were, I won't say comfortably in front, but we had a we had a nice cushion with the two goal, um, well, with the three one uh, up until that point. When they did bring Jota on, 
Um, and oh, I forgot the other two players that you mentioned. Um, but when they did come on, it was like, well, you, you knew they were up for it. You knew that they were going to come and press you. They were going to create plenty of chances. Um, and like uh, David and I can't remember who the other guy was, had already commented, when you take the likes of KDH off um, and, you know, you've got Pereira, you've got uh, Soyun Chu having to come off because of injuries, uh, you know, you're always going to struggle with, with the players that we're bringing on rather than mm. bringing on more positive substitutions, I, I felt. I mean, Kel, Kel... Uh, I think it's that Kel Kel there. Leicester played the B or C L C F team. Basically, what what I said in the first half, we did well against the kids. In the second half, we we couldn't play well against the um, the big boys. But then maybe we took some of our big boys off. Uh, other than Vardy, we had no one with pace to chase down anything. We missed the speed of Barnes to put fur into their defence. Second half, they were much hungrier. We chased shadows mostly afterwards. I think a lot as well of that was down to Inacho. I mean, I don't think Inacho had a brilliant game, or brilliant half, I should say. Um, you know, what Daka provided is he's quicker than Inacho, isn't he? Inacho's, and I like Inacho. But Dak is the more pacey, striking sort of player, isn't he? And I think, I think he should have been kept on. I definitely agree with you, Chris. At the end of the day, um, like you say, Dak, Dak is a lot more mobile and he's a lot more in your face. He will chase players down. He's almost a younger Vardy, if you like, um, because he literally will chase every, everything and everyone down to try and retrieve the ball or at least put their players under pressure. Um, within Iacho, that's not really his game. His no. game is more um, a, a poacher's sort of striker. Um, he, he can create the odd spectacular goal, you know, from the 18-yard box or something like that. But Iacho, for me, is more of a poacher as opposed to, you know, mm. being able to chase the ball down and put, put the fear of have got into their defence. As um, <laughs> as Bookline says, good evening, Bookline, how the devil are you? There's nothing that drives one to drink more than the sight of a double substitution of Vestergaard and Bertrand. <laughs> I nearly join you, to be honest. <laughs> the only thing I'd say with, with, with um, I mean, all Brighton came on for Soyun Chu, but... <sighs> I, I think it I think it was the wrong game to bring them on. I think we did go too defensive. I just wonder, had we not got so many games in the short term, whether at three one up. Because at three one, you should really be thinking we can see this out. Like I say, you would have thought so, but I just felt with with the likes of Bertrand and Vestergaard, since they have come to the club, although uh, Bertrand did have a great pre-season of what mm. I thought um, since he's played in the Premier League for us in other competitions it's just been a shadow of, a, of the player that I thought he was going to be for us mm. um, Vestergaard is very hit and miss is uh, one of those players that he, he tends to be able to shrug shrugged off the ball very easily for a guy of his height you would expect him to be able to you know, at least stand his ground in, in uh, the 18-yard box. 
but he, he very rarely is able to achieve that. Um, don't get me wrong, I, I do feel that Vestergaard has made a couple of uh, decent interceptions tonight, um, but I still felt that it was the wrong substitution to be making. Yes, I understand Soyuncu was coming out because of injury. I understand that Ricardo Piera, um, he, he'd already come off for the yeah. likes of Albrighton. Um, but I didn't agree with Bertrand coming on at the same time as well. I thought that, uh, although Brendan has probably gone for the more experienced side of things to be brought into the back line to try and see the game out, I did feel that, um, was it Nelson that was in the, sub on the substitute yeah, was, bench? Nelson was on the subs bench, yes. Yeah, I felt that maybe that should have been his opportunity then to... Um, either link up with Luke Thomas on the left-hand side or on the right-hand side of a, um, of the back four, back three, whichever formation Brendan wanted yeah. to play. Um, at least then we'd have probably had a bit more pace about us in, in the centre-back role rather than bringing on, like I say, the likes of Estegard or Bertrand. Yeah, I mean, just looking... <sighs> And I can bring this on because Brad normally doesn't like stats. I don't know what you think about stats. But, I mean, you look at it there. Passes, we had 298. They had 547. Um, touches, we had 510. They had 786. <laughs> I mean, I just... for me, and, and, you know, they had 22 shots on goal. We had eight. Uh, I mean, a lot more of ours was on target, in fairness. But I just feel like when they bought the big guns on, we took our big guns off. And I just, I don't get where, where I don't get the logic in that. I, I keep coming back to it, I know. I just think Brendan was trying to rest players for the, you know, for the two games over Christmas. He could well have done. And I understand where you're coming from. And like I say, I, I didn't agree with it either, whether it was through injuries or whatever, um, unless they were particularly injured themselves and they couldn't carry on um they, they, they should have stayed on but if you if you're gonna take um the likes of Sonny and Chu or whoever off then at least bring on someone that um has got a bit of pace about them has got something about them don't bring on the likes of Vestergaard that just you know I, I understand he made a couple of interceptions and it, it did make some crucial flipping tackles however it's just not the sort of player to try and close out a game. Mm. Um, Michael, uh, sorry, David says there, it says Michael, but it is David. Um, very bad defending again, poor Casper. Mountain Man says, do you see Leicester trying to buy defenders in January? We've, we've got to. Uh, we, we've got to because not only now, you know, we've always been, don't nothing but say, well, when Fafana's back, when Justin's back, it's still going to take four or five games to get back into the swing of things. So by the time they get back into the swing of things and get up to full match fitness, we're looking at the end of the season. Um, and when they come back, we've still got Evans, possibly Soyuncu, Ricardo out. I mean, Castagna, whether he was off because of the, the COVID, he wasn't even on the bench. Um Michael says again here, why did Vardy not take a penalty? We'll come on to the penalties in, in a second, David. Uh, that is a very good question. Um, David here says, it's tough to compare 
those halves, though, when they bought on their best players, um, we just lost our Premier defenders. Um, do, 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 do. Madison was destroyed by Keta when he came on. Shocking. Um, FUT with Jet Griff. Who do you think will win the cup now? I think I don't know who I, I don't know who will win it, and I don't know whether there's going to be two semi-finals or, or you know, a two-legged semi-final or not. They're still deciding on that. I, I, I hate. Tot I don't want Tottenham to win it. And I hate Liverpool. I want Liverpool to win it. So that only leaves Chelsea for me. What about you, uh, Scott? To be honest, I, I, it really don't interest me. Um, no. But I suppose when you look at, I mean, who's still in it? Arsenal's still in it. Spurs are still in it. Chelsea's in it. Oh, I forgot um, Arsenal. I forgot. I hate Arsenal as well. So it still leaves Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't get to see who's uh, who's in what um, semi final. Um, it's a good so... point, actually. That is a very good point, young Scott. Um, let us have a look. So it's Chelsea against Spurs. Yeah. And Arsenal against Liverpool. Now, had we got past Liverpool, I would have fancied us against Arsenal. I don't know because they're, they're one of those teams, Chris. That um, whenever we seem to play them, it, it it goes one way or another for us. Um, me personally, I, I'd have chose Spurs to play in the semi-final, um, and then yeah, see see who we got in the final once we beat Spurs. Um, but going to back to your question about who I. Uh, who the what was it? The commentator said about who who they think will win it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I kind of see possibly a oh. I'd probably say it'd be a Chelsea Liverpool final. Mm. However, I could see Arsenal beating Liverpool in something like this. Um, and if Arsenal make the final, I think Arsenal will win it. God, can you imagine their fans if they do? God, you know. The, 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 I think the, you won't be able to get rid of Stephen. Let's put it that way. Invincibles again. Nine, nine, six, minutes, six minutes injury time. Well, I keep saying injury time. I'm old school there. Six minutes added time. Um, it, it, I just don't know where that came from. Do you? No, unfortunately, it's one of those that, you know, I think the referee has made very, very poor decisions, um, especially throughout the second half. And how, how we got so many minutes in, in, in added time. Um like I say, I only clocked about four minutes at most. Mm. Um, but unfortunately, do you think again? Do you think it was because he was at Liverpool and it was Liverpool who we were playing? Yeah, it quite quite possibly was. To be fair, um, the, the the other thing is is that um, he could have added extra time because of so called our players um, sort of you know for a view of terminology, wasting time sort of thing. He's added mm. that onto it. 
Um, but it it's one of those that it, I didn't feel there was that, that much added time needed to finish a game off. I, 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 as I say, I, I just don't know, know, know where it comes from. Um, and I, I've got to come out 75 minutes, elbow. <laughs> you know, it should have been off, shouldn't it? Well, it, I, I don't know. Like I say, I don't know how, how he's got away with it. No. Um, if VAR, VAR was in the actual game itself, that would have definitely gone to VAR, and I would have hoped that they'd, they'd uh, you know, at least made the referee go to the monitor and, and go and have another look at it, sort of thing. Um, but you know, even before that point, the, the Liverpool players um, were getting very tasty in the tackles, very um, well. They, they were getting into us, and I felt yes. that. That they they were forcing themselves upon it on um, various individuals, especially likes of Mark Albrighton in our own corner. Um, I felt that that was um, that was definitely a yellow card for me. Um, I thought it was too excessive, but then again, you know that that's my personal opinion on that. Very true. Doug there was is a Liverpool fan, and he says they thought they were dead and buried. If you're still watching, Doug, I've sent you a link. If you want to come on and give us your uh, impressions uh, and uh, and defend defend the the dirty play by Liverpool because it was dirty play towards the end. Um, I did think they were trying to uh, uh, rile us up. Um, Brookline says that I have some positives from this. One, we defended corners. Very true. Two, no back passing to Casper. True. And three, Vardy Dacca. We've said before, two up front, whether it's Vardy Dacca, Vardy Inacho, you know, we know he, he won't stop it, but um, <laughs> he won't stick with it. But there we go. Anyway, talking of Liverpool fans, he, he, he's fixed the, the tyres back onto his car and he's coming to join us. The man, <laughs> the man with the Christmas jumper. <laughs> Douglas, how the devil are you? Happier than we are? Uh, what a game, man! What a game! I mean, I, obviously, I said to, I said to you in the I said to you in the preview that I thought you guys would have probably won on penalties. I didn't mm. expect to have a ninetieth minute equaliser, um, and then obviously won on penalties. Look, penalties are fifty fifty at the end of the day, but um, yeah. how you didn't beat us at three one, I'll never know. I mean, we're we're feeling a little bit bitter here and a little bit hard done by, um, as, as I'm sure you can imagine. Um, and maybe we're, we're we're seeing a lot of this in in you know with blue tinted glasses on. I mean, to my mind, you know, it was funny because it, the two halves were so totally different. You know, I was talking to Scott. You know, when you had your kids on, we were three. You know, we were beating you, and mm -hmm. we were, I think, outplaying you. But when you brought the big guns on, we struggled. Although, in fairness, we did have injuries. You seem to like kicking our players rather than the ball. <laughs> You're absolutely right. I mean, uh, Cumetio and Gomez didn't have their best games, let's be honest. I mean, uh, Cumetio, yeah. I've never, I don't think I've seen him play like a first team game. Gomez, I think, has only had 13 minutes Premier League wise mm. this season. So, yeah, look, I think, I think you took advantage of our. Uh, of our lack of sort of, you know, match 
practice mm. you know at the, at the back I would say um, interesting Echo Williams being at right wing tonight I, I don't know if that's going to be going to be something moving forward but uh, for me it didn't, didn't really work I think once young Bradley came off I think that him Neco Williams go back to right back I think that that kind of helped us a little bit hmm. a couple of things I want to I want to sort of ask you because I've been quite passionate about these things VAR there was mm-hmm. no VAR tonight although all the games were at Premier League ground so there's no reason why it shouldn't have been um but there's going to be VAR in the semi-finals yeah I've never I, understood I, I that I don't get how that is fair I've never understood that, Chris. In all my time watching the Caribou Cup, like it's always after the semi-finals um, that VAR comes in. Like, why don't they actually just like have VAR like Premier League? As you say, Premier League grounds because you know we had obviously uh, Brentford tonight, we had Tottenham, and obviously we had we had us at Anfield. I've never understood that rule. It it just it just doesn't. And I suppose I'm saying that because. You and, and you know, I've made the jokes earlier about you nicking things at Liverpool and and the, the, the picture with no ties on the car, etc. But you know, <laughs> there, was, there, there was, to my mind, an obvious sending off. I mean, that in the 75th minute, and then it was Oxley Chamberlain elbowing our player. I mean, that, that was a red card, wasn't it? Was it not Jota? Was it Jota? Was it? Sorry. Yeah. It Jota, um, yeah. Yeah. I thought. Um, I thought the way he kind of it leaned his elbow in. Like I've seen. Mm. Like I've. I know that he was trying to like hold his hold his man off, but you mm. can understand Leicester being really really angry at that. And obviously Luke Thomas as well. I think. You know, I felt sorry for Luke Thomas and Ryan Birch and not taking. Uh, you know, obviously taking those mm. those those penalties at the end. Um, but yeah, I think Jota was a little bit fortunate to uh, to to stay on the pitch for for for, for sure. Um, I yeah. can understand, you know, how angry you and you and Scott, Craig, Brad must be uh, right now. But yeah, I think that decision, I think, has kind of changed the game. That he's not been he's not been sent off, and he, yeah. you know, he he does have previous for that as well. Funny you should say. I mean, I you, you don't start me, don't start me. But no, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can say, had we had VAR, you would hope that that would have been picked up. I mean, mm-hmm. linesmen seem to do sweet FA these days. You know, they they, they can't flag until you know the the, the games. You know, got balls run out of play and things, stuff like. I just don't see, and I always say. When I look at things like a penalty or a sending off and like that, I always look at it. If it was the other way around, and it was you know it was against my team, say you know, would I want that decision? I mean, if that had been the other way mm. around, a I've got to be honest with you tonight. I think you would have got it because I don't think the referee was very good at all, and I think he was mm. quite. I mean, it was a great atmosphere. You, you know, your fans gave a great atmosphere, but I think the referee was. Um, biased or because of that, I think it did make him influence his decisions. Um, but B, if that had been the other way around, the Leicester player would have probably got sent off. I think you're probably right in saying that, yeah. Um, the thing is, the thing is, we, we can all you know joke about obviously referees, etc., etc., but this is why refer- English referees are not being called up for these major 
competitions, World Cup, the Euros. Um, Af- well, I'm not sure you could get an English referee in African Af- Cup of Nations, but, <laughs> but, even, but even, even, still, even still, this is why we don't have English refs. They're just not good enough. Like, no. you've got Anthony Taylor, Michael Oliver, Andy Madley. To, I mean, Andy Madley. I've not really seen Andy Madley in the Premier League, so, you know, um, didn't think he was that great tonight either. Um, I mean, there was one yellow card in the game, I think it was James Madison. So, yeah. Yeah, I think on another day, you'd probably say that a better referee probably sends off Jota. Yeah, oh no, you you in fact Morton got a, a yellow in the tenth minute and then oh, yeah, of course, in the seventy-fourth yeah. and Luke Thomas at, at, at the end. Um yeah, I think like you said, I think he was a, 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 a bad ref. Coming to the penalties, Scott, were you surprised no Vardy taking a penalty? I was to be honest, because at the end of the day, Vardy's been so influential for us um when taking penalties. So you know, for him, all right, it didn't, uh, you know, even if he hadn't taken the first one, it should have been within, within the first five penalties taken. Um, but, you know, I suppose it's whether he fancied himself or anything like that at the end of the day, only he, him and Brendan will know that, to be honest. But, I mean, I, you know, we've seen it where Vardy's come onto the pitch, we've got a penalty within a minute or two, He's not touched the ball, but he takes up to take the penalty, and he, mm-hmm. he missed. But here, he's played 90 minutes, and he's not got the balls to take a penalty. I mean, there may be something behind it, but I just, you know, it's double standards, isn't it? it it's, it's shocking, it really is, because like you say, at the end of the day, if you bring Vardy on, um, you know, and then within a couple of minutes, he's taken the penalty, why is he not? playing a full match and then being the first man to say, look, you know, I'm here, I, I'm the the main penalty taker, I will be in that starting five. Yeah. I don't get it at all. And you must have been rubbing your hands. I mean, every time, uh, Doug, every time, you know, Tillemans, right, Vardy will be next. Madison, right, Vardy will be next. Or Brighton, get it to a point. Yeah, Vardy, maybe they're saving Vardy for the fifth penalty when it will come down to it. No, we had Luke Thomas, a defender. We had Bertrand, a defender, taking them. You must have been sat there going, yes, keep Vardy off. I was, I was absolutely amazed that Jamie Vardy did not take a penalty. Absolutely mm. amazing. And the thing is, I think Brendan Rodgers has probably been watching um, the Euros final back because didn't like Saka and um, Sancho take the next two and they both missed? Luke Thomas and Ryan Bertrand take the, the, the last two yeah. and well, miss. You had Inacho score just before Minamino missed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I've got to be honest with you, in fairness, as soon as they said and the next one to take a penalty is Jota, I was sort of, you know... I given up by, I thought, that's it. <laughs> Put it to yeah. bed. Thank you. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I I, I'm, I'm, I was amazed. I was amazed Vardy didn't take, take a penalty. But I can't remember Vardy missing too many penalties for, for Leicester. Like, I, obviously, I don't watch Leicester as, no. as much as you two do, but has Vardy you missed? You don't? Why, why don't you? I thought you were a Leicester fan. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. I, I think, I think that's, that's taken it a little bit too far. But <laughs> I do think, I do think there was a tendency to 
have faith in the in the first sort of five penalty kick takers. But I was amazed Luke Thomas was one. He did not look great when he took that one. And um, also Bertrand. I've never seen Bertrand take a penalty in oh. my life either. So No. I mean, you're down to at that point, Bertrand was the first of the volunteers, if you like. So you've obviously got the top, yeah. you know, the first five and they're agreed. And then it's down to, you know, I, I say... Where 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 was where was Vardy? I'm not sure. David's mm. just saying here he could have got a hat trick had he taken it. I don't know if it would count as a hat trick if he gets two in the game and one as a penalty. Don't I don't see why so. not. But I don't. I, for some reason, I, I I think it doesn't. Doug, I'm going to let you go because I'm going to want to punch you in a minute. <laughs> no, I'm <joking. laughs> I'm I'm jesting, you know. I, I'm I'm still I, I'm suffering from um, post traumatic stress syndrome. I think it is after that game. <laughs> I, was, I was lucky; my heart lasted through it. I've got a bad heart as it is. I'm surprised I last through it. Look, all joking aside, and when I when I've calmed down tomorrow, I'll be uh, I'll be more generous. But no, well done on getting through, mate. And uh, yeah, thank you. Have a really good Christmas. You too, my friend. Take care, you my friend. You deserve it with all those jumpers you wear. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. See you later. Cheers, mate. All the best. Bye-bye. Cheers. Cheers. I mean, in fairness, I mean, you know, it, it came to penalties. It could have gone either way. Um, man of the match, I've just it's just come in from, um, from Alan Bennett, who does it straight afterwards, uh, Dewsbury Hall. And I don't think he has, um, he's far off with that. Do you, Scott? Um, it, I can I can I can see where Alan's coming from. Um, you know, I thought there was one or two other players that could have potentially got it. Um, Madison up until a point, um, and I thought, um, oh, he was the other one. I thought Ndidi as well. Mm. I thought he had a very good game. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't disagree too much on putting Jewsbury Hall as man of the match. I mean, the BBC, the BBC do it straight after as well, and people go on and vote. And the Leicester fans that voted on the BBC, Vardy, I think the, the goals they put him top. Madison Kellerman's it, it did get quite, but he was out on the wing, which was which was a surprise. He wasn't playing in his normal position, was he? Was that whether that was to um allow Jewsbury Hall to play? Yeah, I thought that was very, very strange to be honest. But it, I suppose um, Brendan's had to kind of change certain areas within the formation and put what players he thought would be best suitable for them positions. Um, and although Jewsbury Hall is one of those players that is very athletic, he is very creative, and that he probably felt that. Um, Tillemans would be a more direct player uh, mm. in the sense of he'd be able to whip a ball in or um, create, you know, p- uh, make a make a scintillating pass through the defence, that sort of thing, still being out on on the wing. Yes, um, he gave the team a six out of ten. And he gave the manager a three, and I can see where he comes. I can see where he's coming from with that. Um, uh, would you agree? 
I think he's being very very generous with the three, to be honest. Um, but with the six, yeah, I definitely agree with the team itself. Uh, yeah. There weren't many that many bad performances within uh, individuals or anything like that. Um, but I do feel that manage, uh, Brendan himself has made a hash of things in his substitutions and definitely reverting back to a back three um, when he's made these substitutions as well. Um, I thought that was suicidal. And I, uh, as soon as he, he made them substitutions and brought them players on, it was almost to say, like I said at the start of the show, that um, he was just hoping to try and kill the game off rather than still be on the front foot and still trying to get an extra goal or create more chances. Hmm. What 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 is left this season? I mean, we're not going to finish top four. I think that's obvious. Do we are we literally with you know we, we are wrapped with injuries? I mean, look at tonight. We you know we lost another two defenders, and you know if if we were sort of on form, but we're not on form, and then we're still also losing the defenders. We're not going to. I don't think we're going to win the FA Cup again. I've got to be honest with you. Um, it, it, it's almost just down to the conference, the Europa Conference. Can we? Can we win that? Uh, short story, no, um, but long yes. story. I think, I think, still with the teams that are left in that competition, there is still a possibility that we could, by hook or by crook, um, still get something out of that competition, whether we get to the final or so on and so forth. Um, I think it depends on who Brendan decides to play in their matches. Yeah. Um, uh, and then you'll be able to see on how much he takes that he he takes that competition seriously or not. Um, like you say with the FA Cup, I really don't see us getting you know very far within that competition. I think now is a case of Brennan and the team have got to assess where they are and they've got to kind of say right. We'll go for the European Conference and we'll try and stable ourselves a bit more within the Premier League and hopefully get further up the table and, you know, hope that a couple of teams die off towards the end of the season when mm. hopefully we can be a bit stronger. Look, Looking on the on the bright side, I suppose it is three games less we're going to have to worry about next season because, I mean, we've got... You know, January comes, you've got the FA Cup, you've obviously got the league, then to February we've got Europe. We are out of it. And I suppose if we've got to be out of one competition, it would be this. I guess it's just it's just the way we went out of it, I, I, I think, that is sort of... You know, if we'd have been nil-nil and gone to penalties, I could have kind of you know, accepted it more. Yeah, I'm still very bitter about it, to be honest. Mm. Um, I felt... Like I say, when we when we went into the when we went in at half time as a team, we looked so much better um, than when we came out. It was a case of you know Brendan was all already sort of kind of second guess what move Jurgen were going to make next. Mm. Um, unfortunately, because of um, having to take certain players off and the change of formation it's not worked in his favour and, you know, 
it's an odd it's an odd pill to swallow um when you're three one up and then like you say we go to penalties and we get dumped out that way but unfortunately you know when you enter these competitions anything can happen at any time it it, it certainly can um Scott, thank you so much for coming on. You're welcome, mate. <laughs> it's, like, it, it's always it's always miserable when when we lose, and it's always miserable to to lose to penalties. Um, but I suppose you know it, it could have gone either way, and but it's all down ifs, buts, and what have you. Came to penalties. Um, I mean, you can't say you can't really say Thomas was too young to take one, or he shouldn't have been allowed to take one because you know. He's not got the experience, but he's he's a full Premier League player now. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it, I am disheartened that Vardy hasn't been able to or didn't step up and take a penalty. What the decision was behind that, we probably won't find out. Um, fair play to Luke Thomas for wanting to step up and take that penalty, whether he was forced to do it or whether he chose to do it, you know. It takes a lot yeah. of bottle to get up there in front of, uh, especially away fans, never mind your own fans, um, just to take a penalty for, for your club. Um, so fair play to him for that. Um, I didn't agree with Bertrand taking a penalty either. I thought that was very strange, especially when he still had um, other players that was in a more advanced role um, during the game that should have stepped up and taken a penalty. Apparently, apparently, um, I've just asked it on Facebook and Chris Rice has just replied and said that Vardy had been clattered a minute or so before the end, didn't feel right, apparently. Okay, I mean, if that is true, and I, I, I think it was more surprised than anything else because it's not like him not to. Do you know what I mean? Because you know, yeah. you know, you know, Vardy, he wouldn't have shrunk away from that. And maybe, you know, I'm sure if he, you know, if he said, look, you know, I'm not right, then probably it was best not to. It swings and roundabouts at the end of the day. Um, mm -hmm. if, if, if you like, you say, and, um, uh, the person on the Facebook group has gone and stated that Vardy had been clattered and he, he didn't feel up to taking it, then I can understand why the decision was made. Um, but then, you know, when, when you're in them sort of competitions, I understand him potentially feeling a tweak or um, a niggle or something like that. But Vardy's Vardy. And when you... When you're in a competition like that, there's no greater person to um, turn around and say, look, you know, I understand I've had a niggle or whatever else, but yeah. this is my penalty to take sort of thing. That would be my personal opinion. Um, so it must. I'll, I'm hoping it's not too severe if, mm. if this is the case. I just want to say, Chris, um, with the AFCON Cup of uh, African Cup of Nations. Um, now, with the likes of Daniel Amati um, being brought into, well, taken out of our team and going to, um, it's not Nigeria, it's the other one. But he, he's potentially going to be out of the squad. Um, and Didi is potentially going to be out of the squad. And so is Iniacho. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not looking good, especially with our defensive um, frailties as it is. Indeed. I mean, you know, it, it's funny because we, you know, <laughs> can't believe that we're sat here going, oh, we're going to lose a Marty. I can't, you know, <laughs> six months ago, but yeah, let him go. <laughs> let him go. Yeah. But I know what you're saying. I mean, I mean, obviously every, every team is going to um, uh, suffer with, with the African Cup of Nations. And we've just, we've got kind of, I mean, we don't know if that's going to go ahead. Obviously, there's still a little bit of doubt about whether it does or not because of the, the health situation. But um it is going to affect us. And I just ties in nicely with my last question for you here is we've, we've come to expect so much from Leicester because we've had an amazing last couple of years. I mean, yeah, we won the Premier League. Then we had a couple of seasons where we, it kind of all went a bit tits up for us. But we've come along now and we've had two fifth place finishes, which I know we, sh- we should have been in the top four, but fifth place was still good. We've had an FA Cup win. We've had a Community Shield win. It's kind of, have we got to accept, and you know, we're going to lose some players now in January with the AFCON Cup. Um, it's almost like, let's just, let's just take this season to settle down, get back to where we were, hopefully get a full squad of fit players and go for it again next season. I think so. I, I think we've got to we've got to evaluate things from now on and say, look, you know, we we are we've lost a lot of players due to injuries um, throughout the season. Um, we're potentially going to be losing, I think it's a handful of players um, to these African uh, countries during January. Um, I understand that there'll be other clubs that you know, you will be affected by this. Um, but especially with our injuries themselves, with the likes of Evans, you know, you, you never know how many games you're going to get out of him. Uh, yeah. Fafan has been out for so long. Justin's been out for so long. Um, and, you know, defence-wise, we are really sort of, we're scraping the barrel at, at best. Um, so... We certainly uh, are. I think I think in or with what one of the people that have commented on the on the chat um, have said about are oh, we going to get defenders in through the January transfer window? Now Brendan's already stated um, that you know there isn't an awful lot of funds available, mm-hmm. if any. Um, so in that, I can't see us really taking any sort of. Um, taking any sort of defenders uh, in the January transfer window. Um, apparently, apparently Ryan Bennett's available. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> I'm joking. I, 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 I'm, with, I'm with Brad on that one. I'm really sorry, but I won't want him anywhere near the stadium, never mind in the back. Not, not even a spot for, for Vestergaard. <laughs> no, I'll take my chance with Vestergaard, to be fair. And that's saying something. Um <laughs> But you know, yeah. when you when you're looking at the defence that we've potentially got for the next month or so, um, I think this is a time where we've got to sort of blood through the youngsters um, and just you know almost write the season off, give them the experience and and see see where they go. Um, within the team sort of thing because let's be realistic we're not going to be able to spend 
millions and millions on uh, a back a new back four or anything like that. Um, no. And I, I don't see us being able to loan anything of any decent value um, within the back four. So, you know, at this time, I would rather see Brendan taking the risk and bringing in, uh, you know, the academy players and putting yeah. them in, in the back four, even if you have to rotate them, whatever it be. No, and and to be honest with you, if we buy a defender now, we're gonna have. You know, if we're not careful, we're gonna have a team of defenders <laughs> because you know when when everybody's fit, we're gonna have players there who we're paying probably decent wages to that aren't even gonna get a look in. You know, we've still got Benkovic there that could possibly be brought in. I mean, he can't be any worse than anybody we've got at the moment. I mean, what, you know, whether he will be then drafted in in the new, you know, in the new year when we can reevaluate the squad, I don't know. But I agree with you. I just don't, I just don't think it's worth buying anymore. Loaning, maybe loaning a couple of defenders, I, I would get because, you know, for the short term, while we're like this, but I don't think we should, uh, should be buying anymore. Scott, like I say, thank you so much, mate. Um, Wish it had been a happier show to, to welcome you back on. Um, but there we go. But we will see you again tomorrow night. Yeah, you will do. And thank you for having me on, Chris. It's been a pleasure. Um, unfortunately, the result's not gone our way. But hopefully uh, for the Manchester game, we might get something out of it. Fingers crossed. <laughs> God, God. <laughs> at this at this rate, get your boots on. <laughs> you could get a game. <laughs> I mean, it's only Manchester City and Liverpool again. What's to worry about? <laughs> you know? Exactly, easy six points. Yeah, anyway, all the best. Um, and I will see you tomorrow night at seven o'clock. Looking forward to it. Take care, Chris. Cheers, Scott. All the best. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks. Oh, thanks to Scott. Then I tell you what we're going to do. We're going to have a, just <laughs> give myself a ten-second break, and what we'll do is we'll be telling you about what's happening tomorrow night. So, uh, okay. watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform, or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester till I die. Subscribe, like, follow, and join in now. Yeah, tomorrow night at seven o'clock, we are going to be rating the players. Um, we'll be giving all, all the squad a rating on the season so far. I'm picking a uh, season of a player of the half season or a half player of the season, <laughs> if you're short enough. Uh, we'll be doing that at seven o'clock tomorrow with Scott and um, who else is going on? Josh. And I think Brad and Craig are going to be sending their, their, their votes in. Um, we will see you then tomorrow at seven o'clock. And after that... <laughs>
as somebody once better than me shouted, it's Christmas! It, <laughs> it certainly is. And all I want for Christmas is six points. Don't think I'm going to get it, though. We'll see you tomorrow night at 7. Thank you so much for watching. Thanks to everybody that joined in. Thanks to Scott for coming on. And if you're listening on the podcasts, thank you so much for doing that as well. Over 14,000 plays on the podcast in just over a year. It's been amazing. Thanks very much, guys. I'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye now. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.